Welcome to the Pause Purpose Play podcast with me, Michaela Thomas, clinical psychologist, couples therapist, and founder of The Thomas Connection. I help high-striving busy people let go of the pressure of perfection to create more joy, connection, and compassion in their lives. On this podcast, we promote balance of a burnout through giving you the permission to pause, the curiosity to find your purpose, and the courage to play. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Pause Purpose Play podcast with me, Michaela Thomas. Here's another episode about couples for you. And don't be alarmed or shy away from this if you're not currently in a relationship, because this is relevant stuff for anyone, even if you're currently single. So do bear with me. And if you haven't already ordered your copy of The Lasting Connection, you can go to Amazon and search for The Lasting Connection now and pre-order it because it's out on the 11th of February, which is very soon. So I can't wait for you to have a copy of the book and be able to follow along from this podcast as well. Today, we're going to talk a bit more about the compassionate version of you, the part of you who can be empathetic and kind and caring towards others as well as yourself. Basically, you're on a really good day. You when you've had enough sleep, you when you're rested, you when you're able to take the perspective of other people and really understand what's going on for them and treat them with understanding and kindness. Actually, if you're feeling a bit put off by that, considering what's going on for a lot of people at the moment and how 2020 has definitely treated people, if you're thinking that the 2021 version of you is not your best self, don't worry. That is not your only self. If anything, we don't think of the self as just one thing within psychology and within compassion-focused therapy. In fact, research has shown that there's been multiple selves, multiple parts of you, that with practice, through learning things like compassion and mind training, you can step into different versions of you at will. But it does take a bit of practice. So today we're going to think about how that shapes you and what versions of you might show up for you in arguments with your partner, for instance. Okay, so let's start by taking a little look at four different versions of you. Let's start by thinking about your angry self. So that's the angry part of you. They might think it's unfair that it's your partner's fault if you've had an argument, not your fault, and that you don't deserve this. This is just not justified. You might feel quite self-entitled or you might feel quite aggrieved by this injustice. So this version of you thinks that the other person should apologise and make it up to you. So when your angry self is in the driving seat, imagine how that shows up in a relationship with your partner. You might be looking for the next way you can score a point or win the argument. Whereas the anxious version of you, that might be the part of you which is more fearful and might worry about Maybe this argument isn't possible to overcome. What if this is going to lead to a really bad reaction? What if your partner will leave you? So the anxious version of you might actually suppress thoughts and feelings, maybe not voice concerns with your partner if you worry that they're going to leave you. The sad self, on the other hand, might feel really hopeless. I think that there's no point in trying. This argument will last forever and things will never change anyway. This part of you might really want to roll into a ball and cry, really hide away from the world and give up. 
You might also have a sense of having lost something. Maybe we'll never get back to how we were before. It's all pointless, like the connection is gone. We won't be like we were in the early days. So feel really kind of a sense of grief around that. And then lastly, thinking about the self-critical self. And this part of you might be pointing the blame in a harsh, hostile way. Telling you that it's all your fault, that you're a failure as a person, or that you don't deserve anything good. And sometimes this part of you is called your inner critic, which we're going to cover quite a bit over the next few podcasts, because it's covered quite a bit over the next few chapters. In arguments with your partner, which version of you shows up the most? Which one is in the driving seat as you argue? How does that part of you act? What facial expression and posture does that version of you have? And what kind of tone of voice does it use? How does it feel in your body when you're in your angry self? Or when you're in your anxious self? When you're in your sad self? Or when you're in your self-critical self? So these are just four examples for simplicity's sake. But let's just think about that. That whichever version you commonly spend time in, it's not your fault. That has been shaped by lots of different factors throughout your upbringing, from your immediate family, from the wider society you've grown up in. We know that, for instance, boys growing up being told boys don't cry might shape men in adult life to actually suppress the sad self and be more readily available to connect with their angry self. We might know that women are told that they need a man or they need to get married or women are told that it's not okay to be angry. So they might suppress that assertive side of the anger and actually just go along with and appease and people please and do submissive things because maybe of a fear of not being, of, of being abandoned or being left. And that can lead to quite, quite actually submissive sides of them and not showing that anger. So at this point in the book, we start to think about how do we then cultivate another self, a version of you that is more compassionate, allowing space, obviously, for all of these emotions, anger, sadness, anxiety, all of them are normal built-in emotions, as you learned from the Understanding Your Emotions podcast from the previous chapter. But actually, being able to cultivate this version of you on purpose so that you can step into it can be really helpful so that you can find the courage to express your needs and your wants with your partner so that you can actually show that caring commitment not just towards your partner but also towards yourself so that you have the clarity and wisdom and insight about what's going on in your relationship and what's going on within each of you as a partner and those three things we think are important attributes and qualities of a compassionate person someone who has the care someone who has the clarity, and someone who has that courage. So take a deeper dive into this part of the book to try to develop your compassionate self. This part has added audio exercises that you can download from the website to also help guide this expression of your compassionate self. And if you need further help with that, if the book wouldn't be sufficient for you, you actually want to be more guided, then I have an eight-week course for you that follows Uh, the bulk of this book. The course is called The Compassionate Couple and it will be available to book soon. So stay tuned over the next few episodes as I will be releasing more information about that very soon. But for now, 
have a look at the book, The Lasting Connection, available on Amazon for pre-order now. And when I'll see you next time, we'll take a deeper dive into compassion flowing out. And as always, do take care of yourself. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. I know it's not easy when you feel busy and overwhelmed to find time for another thing to do. If this is you, if you feel overwhelmed or that you are close to your breaking point, then I've got a downloadable checklist for you that's going to help. This checklist is called Calm the Overwhelm. The first section has signs and symptoms of you being overwhelmed mentally or physically showing you that you might be close to breaking point or burning out. The second part is actionable, easy things you can do to try to slow down and give yourself a break. And the third part is a checklist of all the things that might show up when you're asking yourself to take a break. Perhaps your inner critical voice will have an opinion about why you're not allowed to give yourself the permission to pause. To download this free resource, go to www thethomasconnection.co.uk forward slash calm so that's thethomasconnection.co.uk forward slash calm this episode of the pause purpose play podcast was presented by me Michaela Thomas and you can find me on thethomasconnection.co.uk and because great work rests on having a great team This episode was kindly edited by Emily Crosby Media.